Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. I'm Nishan Ryan here with Aaron Palacios. And, you know, the Eagles, the game on Sunday against the 49ers is very, it's one of those games that made you want to pull your hair out of your head. That's how infuriating it was. And, you know, they, for the first, maybe, maybe like 28 minutes of the first half, they're just dominating. They're getting the, the the 49ers off the field on third down, getting three and outs, not even allowing them to get into like um to score a touchdown. And you know, I think the play that really captured what type of game it was for the Eagles is when Jalen Hurts completed that ninety one yard pass to Quez Watkins and ended up getting to the I think the six yard line and then there's like a holding penalty on third down that brought it to the to the first and go at the one and they couldn't punch it in like they had they went for on four downs they had four downs to get one yard they couldn't even get a touchdown and you know Nick Sirianni he brought out the Philly special on fourth down and they did it just it just looked like even though the Niners stopped them the Niners had the ball at the one yard line and they had so many more different times to get them off the field and they let them go down the 99-yard drive to end the half, and it just kind of felt, you know, like the Eagles were just, they lost the game at that moment. It was 7-3. It could have easily been, at least at the worst, it could have been 13-0 or 13-7 heading into the halftime for the Eagles, but it just, it just sucked, man. Like, Jalen Hurts, I know he, he had an okay game. He threw under through three passes. Two of them probably could have led to a touchdown. And it's just like, is this going to be a type of year where it's just like, oh, an almost play where the the team is just bad? Like, it was a it was a strange game for sure. Like um, like you said, they were dominant early on, especially the defense um, through through the first three drives that. Uh, First three drives that the 49ers have, they had 14 yards of offense, three yeah. straight three and outs, you know, um, and the Eagles just couldn't do anything on offense after it. They, they, you get a field goal, I guess, but uh, you got the blocked field goal on uh, after the, the third three and out of the 49ers. And um, I will say that um, something I've noticed the last few games, or well, well only, only two games they played, obviously, um, is – the, the defense giving up these, these big play drives um, yeah. or these big long drives. And uh, I believe now it is seven, nine plus play drives. They've allowed through these two games. Um, I, my, it, I know it's at least six. My numbers could be off here, but um, I'm, I, they gave up um, three, four, four um, in this game alone of, you know, nine player more drives. So um, all those drives ended in points except for one for the 49ers. They had an 11 play drive that only went 35 yards. But still, whenever you're whenever you're letting your, the the opposing defense get that much time to to rest and you know and for them to adjust and to really come back at you with something different, it's it doesn't it doesn't help whenever you know you're giving up these these long these long drives. So I, overall, the defense through through two games, obviously they've been great. Um, 17 points this game. And you know six points last game, so they're they're giving up less than ten points a game. So to me, defense has been okay. It's just there's there's some stuff they gotta obviously improve on with with giving up these long drives and and you know not getting turnovers, not getting the sacks that, that they should be getting. Um, 
But um, for the offense, Jalen Hurts just not not as not as great game, you know, not a, not a great game from him considering considering just his stat line, you know. Um, and going through it, he he didn't he didn't really do a whole lot through the air. He got most of it. He got most of it on that throw to Quez, and it was a really good throw. But yeah. um, like you said, mostly it was him under throwing it and. I saw it was like could be more of a timing thing. Apparently, I don't know. I haven't. I didn't watch the game over or anything. So to me, it just looked like underthrows. Um, I don't know if that's arm strength, you know, or if it's timing or whatever you want to call it. So um, I do think Hertz has got a good deep ball. He's got a good touch on it, you know. But I think that's why he wins so well with touch is because he can't really win with velocity because he doesn't have that type of strong arm. But um, going through going through Jalen Hurts. Um, the Eagles were at 265 yards of offense um, after the 49ers went up 17 to three um, and 91 of that came on one play. So, and it resulted in zero points and Jalen hurts without that 91 yard pass at that same point in the game, when the 49ers went up 17 to three, he had 65 yards passing. If you take away that one throw. So, I mean, I know it's, I know you can't really take stuff away from, him, but outside that one throw, he just was not good. And, he, he looked good breaking the pocket and getting some chunk yards, but that's something we know about, and that's something he's going to get every single game. He's going to be able to break, you know, contain and get these yards. These yards. But what I, I need to see him beat you from the pocket. I need to see you, see him beat you with his arm, and he just ha- did not do that consistent, consistently enough. Um, and play calling was horrible, too. It wasn't just him. You know, it's not like this is the Jalen Hurts hate show, but, but play calling was not great. Yeah. I mean, but Jalen Hurts, was he wasn't great either, so – um, offensive line, I thought did did decently enough, especially knowing Brooks went down. Um, they they you didn't really hear Joey Bosa's name, so you didn't hear that any of those big names really all, all game. So uh, overall, just a really frustrating game because I mean it was there for him all game long. The Niners the, the Niners weren't pulling away. You know the, the game was right there for them to take, and they just, they just couldn't do it um, for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't think you can blame the defense. The defense was doing their job. You just knew that you at some point they're gonna end up. They're just gonna end up breaking because they held how the Niners' offense is so many three and outs, getting off the field, mm-hmm. but the offense wasn't helping them by sustaining long drives. And you know, I think the honeymoon uh, period with Nick Sirianni is over. It was a one great week one week one win, and now it's like. What are you gonna do against uh, the hated Dallas Cowboys and on a Monday night where everybody's gonna be watching what what type of coach you are? And it's just hopefully has a good enough game plan because I know the Cowboys are gonna be missing a lot of a lot of players on defense and hopefully Nick Sirianni has a uh, coaching ability to structure a game plan where they take a, take advantage of, of those uh, injuries and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, they the Eagles really could have started out two and zero, and they could be they could have been on top of the division, and they could have easily gone into Dallas week having that like positive mindset. But now they don't, and it, it, and it's like, what if we lose? What's what's the season going to be like? So yeah, it's it's frustrating mm-hmm. to be honest. It is it is because you know you could be two and zero and a chance to go 3-0 and, and put Dallas at 1-2, and, and you're looking great, you know, to start the division. And, you know, those types of games are not going to not gonna come. You know, those 17-3 those games where you're you're in the game, all game. It's just not going to happen much going on because if you look at the schedule going forward, it, I mean, it's murderer's row, man. I mean, you got Tampa. 
you got you you got the Raiders coming up after that at some point, and they're not looking like a you know as as a such an easy game as what we thought. And you got the Chargers, obviously, and the Saints are, are still going to be tough. So, I mean, these are going to be some some really difficult games to win. Um, and so, if they can't can't get a victory against Dallas going one and two with with the schedule they got coming up, it's going to get could get brutal. Um, but yeah, Dallas is a little injured. I mean, they've got a couple guys. Um, Donovan Wilson was held out. Um, practice uh, on Thursday. Um, I don't really know. Carlos Watkins, a d- defensive tackle. I'm not really sure who that even is. Doris Armstrong. I mean, the defensive line's already um, obviously decimated with um, with uh, Lawrence going on injured reserve with the, with the foot injury. So um, not really sure how many guys are going to be out, but um, Eagles are hurt too. So, I mean, I think a lot of those guys are rest like Cox and Kelsey, but uh, Davian Taylor's still not, not practicing. Not sure he's going to be a big contributor this year anyway. But um, uh, Rodney McLeod was limited. Sanders limited. Uh, Whiteside limited. Did Whiteside play? Was he active last week? I didn't even notice. I didn't notice him one time. So Yeah, he was active. He was just, well, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I think the main one to look at is um, Donovan Wilson, just because that secondary is already not so great. Um, he didn't play against the Chargers, so uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play this week or not. But um, yeah, man, it's it's a it's gonna be a tough game against Dallas, and they don't really they don't really have a lot of momentum going into the going into it because it's such a deflating game. Man. It's just um, so much stuff just went wrong. Like, and even at the end when you when you've got a chance to win, you got Derek Barnett diving headfirst into people and just doing stupid stuff. And when you got a chance after that ninety-one yard play, you're you, you're set up right you know on the i think it was the four yard line is where they started the drive maybe the six and um you get you get four you get four shots right there and and sirian has horrible play calls man you got jalen hurts and miles sanders the why they didn't run four straight runs i mean uh, i don't know man i maybe maybe i'm it's revisionist history but i just feel like i mean you got jalen hurts you got to use him in in that situation he's he's a phenomenal runner I mean, whatever you want to feel as a passer, but he's he's a really good runner. He's a strong guy. I think I think you got to use him whenever you can. Uh, BG going down for for the year. Um, I mean, that's just such a brutal blow, man. It just seems like every game there's a play where BG just blows it up in the backfield and he just ruins a drive. And at least once a game, it seems like that happens, if not multiple. Times. So we don't really have a proven edge rusher right now, man. And unless you unless you're a huge Josh Sweat fan, who's Actually, he's been a ghost for the most part. He didn't really get much snaps either. He signed that big contract, and I think he only had like 40-some percent of snaps last week. So I'm not sure what the defensive line is going to do, man. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because offensive line in Dallas is, is still pretty pretty dang good. Um, I will say Ken, Ken, Kenneth Gamewell looked really good again, though. Like, yeah. The kid has got talent, man. He's got some real talent. Yeah, he does, and uh... – Going back to the offensive side of the ball, they really need to because the Dallas probably won't have like a strong pass rush. You just gotta keep on running the ball, like run the ball thirty times, like yeah, and keep that and keep their offense off the field, dude. Yeah. Like that offense is no fucking joke, and yeah, it's gonna. I know our defense is held up, but this is gonna be a real, real test um, with with those guys and. Cooper was limited in practice. I think that's more of a maintenance thing. I don't know how they do their their rest over there, but yeah. from what I understand, it's they they didn't really expect they don't expect him to miss anything. But uh, yeah, it's just a rib, so it's probably just precautionary. But 
man, those wide receivers are going to be tough. Yeah, and they'll be they'll be without Michael Gallup, so that's kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll be missing like an offensive lineman. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't see how this game is going to play out. I I want to give the Eagles a win, but on the road Monday night, it's Dallas is a home opener. So I just, hopefully the Eagles win, man, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see them winning. Like, Yeah. Um, I'm with you, dude. Like, I mean, we, we both projected this as a loss coming into the year and I, there's nothing through two weeks that have made me feel any different, especially considering I thought they'd be two and oh going into this game, not one, not one and one. So, um, yeah, they if they go they go in here and and play in Dallas, man, Monday night football. Jalen Hurts has got to show out and he's going to it's going to have to be way more than 11 points and it's going to have to be against a defense that isn't probably as bad as the Falcons cuz the I'm not sure the exact numbers, but some the Cowboys some of their some of their defensive numbers are, are pretty pretty legit. I know there's they're forcing a lot of to- turnovers. Um, and I want to say it's their passing or rushing defense. I can't remember which one. One of them is in like the top 10 there. So um, they, they're not going to be a, an easy team. And I've heard people, I was listening to uh, BGN, BGN radio the other day. And um, some of the people on there talk about how, you know, the Eagles need to not play down to Dallas and <laughs> how, you know, the, this is such a, a game that they can take. And, you know, they just need to, you know, just not play down to the competition. They can do like what are, are we watching the same team because they've got a, a ridiculous offense. They just went toe to toe with Brady. I mean, they very easily could have won that game. They very easily could be two and zero. And they got a break last week um, with a couple penalties um, at the end of the game against the Chargers. But still, um, still a really good team. And if you go one and two against you know drop this game, which I think they will, I think they lose. Um, I don't know how close this game's going to be either. Like I wouldn't be shocked if it's a two possession loss. Um, it all comes up to the defense and and really what Jalen Hurts can do as, as a passer. So, I mean, he's got to be better than what he was last week. And, and the play calling has got to be so much better. And at least Sirianni knows that, I think, um, at least with the press co- post-game press conference, um, it kind of seemed like he was he was acknowledging, like, kind of specifically what he did wrong as a play caller. So, um, but I still think they lose. Um, and then you're looking at the Chiefs, which is uh, at home. But, I mean, I, I don't. I don't see them winning that. And then, you know, you go on the road to play Carolina, who's 3-0 right now. And they didn't look they didn't look phenomenal last night against um, the Texans, but they've got a really good defense. You know, they're, they're well coached. Sandor, I mean, they, McCaffrey may be out, though. So that could be a, a major, major loss um, for them. So if, if he's out, maybe it makes you feel better about that game. But still, it's still a really tough one. And then you got uh, Tampa. And then after that, you got the Raiders. So... That's four weeks after Dallas. So you're one and two. Those are four very, very losable games. So things could get really, really, really weird um, in Philly with, with Jalen Hurts and his future. If you know, if the Eagles are are staring at you know only one one win post Dallas, it could be tough, man. Yeah, it could be tough. And like I said before, hopefully, hopefully they um they win, but it's gonna be. I think if they do win, it's going to be a really big momentum boost for the city, mm-hmm. for the fan base, for the coaching staff, and the players. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a, it's a highly high leverage game, and every I, you know most games in NFL are I think, but especially when you got prime time 
against Dallas, you're coming off a loss where you're, you know, you looked like shit pretty much all game on, on offense and you just were kind of, you know, sputtering and people want to chalk this game up as growing pains and whatnot, which is, I think a little bit of a cop out um, for people that were expecting a Jalen Hurts, you know, top 10, top eight type season, which I think is getting more obvious. It's probably not going to happen. And, you know, I, I was, I was going high off that first game too, man. I was, <laughs> you know, speaking exaggerating terms about him and stuff too, but um, you know, he is what he is right now. And that's a, a guy who's just trying to get better every week. And he's not an entrenched starter by any means, you know, he's not a, a, a a franchise guy where you're just like, yeah, we got, we got no worries about that guy. He's, he's going to come and he's going to do what he does and he's going to give us the best chance to win. And last week that just didn't happen with Jalen Hurts. And, you know, it, it could be just, it could be growing pains, but to me, it's, he doesn't, he, he, unfortunately he doesn't have the luxury of going through these growing pains just because I don't believe the, the Eagles are going to wait around um, to, to see what he has in 2022 as well, because you got three first round picks so, yeah, you could go and, and use those three first-round picks to build the team in other positions, but if Jalen Hurts doesn't give you a resounding, like, he's the guy after this year, if you go and do that and keep Jalen Hurts as a starter, like, what happens in 2023 if he's if he's just, you know, the same guy as he is, the, the limited passer that that people thought he was going to be, you know, the limit the guy who's got certain limitations just, you know, physically and, you know, obviously nothing mentally or, or anything about his athleticism or anything like that, just – you know, just the arm, you know, the arm stuff and the mechanic stuff and the field processing stuff, most importantly. Um, so my thing is, if after this year, Jalen Hurts doesn't like separate himself from the pack, they could 100% be looking at, at, at Spencer Rattler or Sam Howler or whoever that, that ends up being at the top of the draft uh, next year. Let me pose this question to you. Mm -hmm. Let's say the Eagles go on to win the division. But they win the division in spite of Jalen Hurts. You think the Eagles will keep him, or do you think they'll move, go off, look to trade for a quarterback, or draft one in the round? Mm -hmm. And see, that's a that's a scenario I was so worried about coming into this year, and it's one we talked about where it's very possible that that, that de this defense is good, which it has been, <laughs> and it's very possible that there's the no defense take, is just no takeaways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which that comes, I mean, that's that's a that'll go the other way. That's such a takeaways are such an unpredictable stat. You know, you could go five weeks without a takeaway, and then you got five takeaways in two games. But but to answer your question, I think there's a very very good possibility that they look at what they have. Well, this is this is Jalen Hurts' first year as a starter. Um, they they went to the playoffs. That's better than what Wentz did his first year. You know, and we can use these three first round picks to build up and to give you an answer about but a non-answer I don't know <laughs> but I think I think they they would very likely do it and I think if it would be more likely than not that if they make the playoffs they roll with Jalen Hurts um regardless of what his stats are and that that that's unfortunate for me um but I think I think though I think Jalen Hurts is gonna have to be good I don't think this defense is gonna be like lights out enough to um to be able to carry um, a really bad offense. So, um, yeah, but I, it, it is possible. It's possible that it happens, and it's possible that the Eagles go ahead and go forward with them, even if Hurts wasn't that great. Yeah, um, I don't think because um, they really they what they waited for like a week before the season starts and actually named the starter. That so that kind of mm -hmm. gives you a little thing of a uh, little insight of what they're thinking. And it's true. I think even if, like I said before, like. Even if they do make the playoffs in spite of him and 
let's say I think Aaron Rodgers only has one more year left in Green Bay. What mm-hmm. if he becomes available? You got to trade for him. If Aaron Rodgers becomes available, you got to trade for him. You got That's- to. I don't care how much it takes. You get somebody like Aaron Rodgers in Philadelphia, you immediately become Super Bowl contenders. With the wide receiving cast that we have, tight ends, mm-hmm. the defense, like you automatically become Super Bowl contenders. And maybe even Russell Wilson comes becomes available and then you maybe, trade for him. Yeah, and maybe maybe all the Deshaun Watson stuff gets cleared up and he comes yeah. here. And I know people hate that conversation, but I mean it's possible. We don't know what, what the future holds. Um, but yeah, I think whenever you come to like an Aaron Rodgers thing, it's, it's, are you good? Are you willing to trade, you know, three, a few, uh, a few first round draft picks and, and, you know, significant capital for a, you know, a one to two year window. And that window is going to be pretty big. You know, it's You're right. They, they immediately become, you know, probably if fate, if not favorites, then pretty close to favorites. Cause I know, you know, Brady will probably still be around. Um, but outside, you know, Tampa, I don't, I don't know who would be favorites over a Aaron Rodgers led Eagles team. Um, maybe, you know, depending on what the Seahawks do this year, I don't know, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think that, I think if that possibility, you know, comes, you got to entertain it and I, and Howie Roseman will, and, and yeah. he definitely will. He entertained the Deshaun Watson stuff. And that was, you know, as toxic of a situation as it comes. So if you have a, a bona fide Hall of Fame quarterback who just won an MVP a couple, you know, coming off a MVP or whatever, and I don't, I don't know, man. And Rogers obviously didn't look good week one, but he came back week two and was, he was ridiculous. So um, I, I don't know. I, it depends on what Jalen Hurts does, but if, if that is a, a situation that, that comes about and Jalen Hurts doesn't like, you know, prove himself to be this, Franchise type quarterback, then yeah, I could I could see them making a move, you know, making a move like that instead of drafting a, a quarterback because this class, I don't know, man. I I, don't, I haven't watched any of the tape this year yet, but just I just don't feel like this class is going to be nearly as as good as last year's. I feel like you had four guys probably last year, you know, at least three if not four guys last year where you could take him and he's got a really good possibility of being a franchise guy. Where this year I think it's one maybe two guys. So we'll see what happens, but. Um, Best, best case scenario is Jalen Hurts becomes a, a you know a superstar, so we don't have to even worry about that. But it, he's got a long way to go. I think that going back to the, the draft prospects for quarterbacks, I think Spencer Rattler really hasn't shown uh, his potential. Mm-hmm. I think that'll go change over the coming weeks, and then you got. I mean Malik Willis who plays for Liberty and right, he's like the dark horse that I think. You know, he's a really interesting one. Yeah. I think where, another guy that has been really gaining steam these past few weeks is uh, Carson Strong out of Nevada. Like, he's mm-hmm. been he's been playing well. So, mm-hmm. I, think I, this draft, I think this draft class is very – it's not as talented as – it doesn't look like it's as talented as the previous ones, but there's some guys, if you put them in the right situation, I think they'll be able to um, – be able to thrive, and you know you're seeing that with uh, Sam Darnold. He was in probably in the worst, worst position in football, playing for the New York Jets. And look at him now; he's threw for 300 yards last night. He's three and zero, and look at the supporting cast that he has. So it's kind of like, I think when you, when it comes to quarterbacks, you always need to surround them with the, with um, with the right supporting cast, and you know. I won't mention his name, but that really happened when number 
when the former number 11 was in the building in Philadelphia. So it's kind of like you always need to, you always need to make sure your QB is successful. And that's right, something yep, with yep. the organization. So we'll see. And, you know, we'll leave it there. We'll come back to you guys next week. Hopefully the Eagles are two and one, top of their division, can talk some shit to the Cowboys fans on Twitter. And, you know, follow me at uh, Big Me 20, follow on Aaron at Aaron Process 5. And we'll get back to you guys next week. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fuck that.